0: Welcome to the T-Hud Podcast. I'm Marty. I'm Leland Steele, and I'm Moby. So, boys, two year anniversary, and I've been here for every episode. <laughs> I know, along with everyone else, it's,
1: it's been a hell of a ride. It's been a, it's been a good ride. I can't believe the three of us like made it this far without finding a reason to break up. And, mm-hmm. uh,
0: just like the Beatles, just like we're the still Beatles,
1: here, we're just still here, still together, still, still moving along. But yeah, listener, if you've been here for two years with us seek therapy yeah, right. something may be oh, right. wrong with you um we've thrown out a lot of auditory trash in that two-year time <laughs>
0: that's a good descriptor it
1: really is. can you hashtag this episode hashtag auditory trash. can you imagine in this <laughs> 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 this feeds into today's episode but can you imagine when we're old men and we're thinking back to like legit 90 hours of content so far that we've recorded of yeah. our not so young men voices talking about this stuff. Yeah, I, I just no, I can't imagine that. It's just gonna be weird.
0: <laughs> As someone who's wasted hours of his life on lots of other trivial pursuits, <laughs> including Trivial Pursuit, <laughs> I, I, it doesn't surprise me. I just imagine when you go like into
1: Marty Turtle mode or whatever, it's like, yeah, Persona Six has come out. See you boys in three months. So mm-hmm. that's one of those. those I just come out shit. for a
0: massage every three days and just to make enough money <laughs> yeah, to, to, to pay feed myself. <laughs> <laughs> to
1: feed yourself. Oh, that's so sad. Yep. So it's going to be a little bit of a special episode there. We'll get into that uh, later, but let's start with some banter and... Uh, Leland I know you're super prepared for today's episode as always as,
2: as always Did you so. staple
0: all those pages because they're gonna just fly all over the place I,
2: I can't keep them track unless I, I've lost my paper clip how will I keep these in order I, I don't know it's looking like Encyclopedia Britannica over there, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Encyclopedia Lelandica. I see
1: you have three words written in your notebook. Yeah, but that's okay. It's all up here <laughs>
2: okay. for the listener. I'm
0: tapping. Oh, I'm the
2: teahood Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> very good. <laughs> that's very
1: descriptive.
2: Uh, do you have any bad? News? I do have some bad. News. Okay, so I uh, recently watched the first season of Another Life, uh, a show that was like getting slammed by so many people like i saw countless tweets while it was trending of people like just quitting after the first episode because they thought it was so fucking bad
0: can i chime in and say i knew you'd still watch it so i'm really excited (laughs) to hear your review i
2: actually forgot about it because i know i had i asked you guys if you had had watched it and i'm like it's getting slammed and then i forgot about it for like a week and a half and then i just randomly saw it on netflix i'm like oh okay let's give her a go let's binge it so, it's not, I don't think it's as bad as what I th- expected it to be. Like, it is very mediocre and lazy fucking sci fi. The, like, you, you don't get any answers, things. So, okay, so the premise of the show is this thing has landed on Earth, this artifact they call it. You originally, in the very first ep- episode, you see it, like, flying. It's like this swirling, like, helix thing. And then it lands on the ground and. Forms this weird crystalline structure. And they, you know, the s- scientists of Earth, I think this is supposed to be like near future ish because there's, you know, clearly there's FDL technology and stuff. So they send this spaceship because they've tracked where the signal is shooting back from Earth to. So they basically think they're tracking it to the, the homeland of the homeworld of whoever sent this thing so they can talk to them and be like, what the hell is going on with this thing, kind of thing. And, like, things break on this spaceship just because they need some type of plot device every episode. Oh. And it gets fixed because they have this AI that is so advanced it feels emotions and shit and kind of defeats the purpose of having an AI character, really. Because I don't feel like they... Well, I guess they took it in a, a right direction. I don't know. It's just, like, it just feels very lazy and, like, okay, I can put this on the
0: background.
1: So so is it being greenlit for, like, a second season? I have no idea. So, but you've watched the whole yeah. season. So basically, this ship flies the whole season, breaks down, and you get
2: no answers uh, for the most part. Well, I mean, you, you get some stuff. But I mean, I just mean, like, there, It's because it's so lazily written, there just are no answers. Oh. Because it's just, it's just, you know, hand-waved. It's like, okay, this is fixed now. Let's do it. But the, actually, the funniest thing about the show is that it's like this very large spaceship and there's i don't know what the number of crew is i don't think they ever say but there's a large number of crew and redundant crew members oh all in soma sleep i think it's called so whenever a crew member dies they just oh shit we need another pilot all right wake this guy up <laughs> oh no this engineer died okay wake up the next engineer <laughs> it's just like this revolving they just have replacements for everybody it's so fun. everyone's wow. a red shirt it's so yes it's so funny Except for Katie Sackhoff's character. Of course, yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's good to see she hasn't been typecast. But I I No, she was a
0: cowboy in another series.
2: Just to... to, Space cowboy. (laughs) To show you how ridiculous some of the setup for payoffs that the writers want to just... Mild spoilers, but in the very first episode. Katie Sackhoff's character, she gets called into... Basically, she's taking over the captainship of this boat. So there's like... previous captain who is now working under her and there's tension between them and you know and she's leaving a husband and daughter back on earth and his husband is a scientist working with the artifact so there's two kind of simultaneous storylines here on, on earth and on this ship here but you know something i don't know some oh yeah they try to um slingshot around a pulsar and it blows them up or something and the ship gets fucked because of course it does right so, but just in random sections of the ship, we see Katie Sackoff and another character running through this hallway and just like on the wall with like no other damage is just this really terrible electricity effect.
0: <laughs> and this
2: section of the wall is somehow electrified <laughs> and you get one wow. scene, you get one scene where <laughs> the ship rocks and Katie grabs a hold of the other crew member and saves her from falling into this wild electricity wall <laughs> as it's appeared. <laughs> so you know, okay, clearly in the later episode someone's going into one of these. You ones. know what that reminds me of? Like, Is that's how
1: stupid... <laughs> it, it, remi- it reminds me of the movie Galaxy Quest. Like, when they're on the ship and I don't know if you guys have seen it, yeah. but, you know, it's these aliens recreate a ship from the TV show. So it has all this useless stuff. And so it's like the actors are on the real ship and they go into like a room and there's like all these pistons like banging around. It's like, what do they do? It's like, they don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, they're just there for danger. Yeah. And it sounds like that with the electricity. It's like, why is there a pit of electricity? How it does, so weird. It's just- how, how does electricity
2: crawl upon a wall because unless there is a conductive thing there's and literally like the wall is not damaged it doesn't it, and then so like at the end of the episode they're in like the boiler room or something and of course there uh, there's another wall of electricity and you know these two characters having this conflict well one of them's going into that wall <laughs> <laughs> like of course they've already set it up this is so stupid that's just
0: called foreshadowing
2: it is so stupid and it makes zero, Oh, i just i can't guys Bitch i made our ship a battery fully spoiling i guess but <laughs> it's very mediocre <laughs>
1: okay well good to see you're spending your time watching media as always with outstanding yeah. quality
2: i also started watching lucifer which is also mediocre as fuck
0: i've heard people like <laughs> people love, love the out of the show but it, loo- it just so looks mediocre
2: mediocre It it, it is literally you're 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 Typical, even like, Thursday primetime slot uh, of procedural no. TV. That's it, literally what it is, with a little bit of a twist. But that's still what it is. And, well, it got it, after season three, it got canceled. But then it got picked up, like, Netflix picked it up for season four. Mm. So that's why it's still around. But mm. it's so fucking, every episode is predictable. And I don't know why Lucifer is surprised at seeing these, quote-unquote, twists of the plot of, the st- of whatever episode you're in. Because he's fucking, Christ knows how old... Christ would know,
0: probably. <laughs> Christ, he knows. might be the only person who knows.
2: Yeah, and and he's surprised at the depravity of humanity and the like. Fuck, so you stupid. idiot! You're Satan. You're dumb. You're <laughs> stupid. You're trying to corrupt us. How do you Ugh. not know how corrupted we well, are? Well, the thing is, like, and it, and his character it's like, it, I don't know. It's it's like trying to tell this redemption story for Lucifer or something because he's like slowly becoming gaining more humanity as he's interacting with humans, huh. and it's like it's it's really weird his character is stupid and like he's just like you know he's like the devil he's this cocky fucking prick that has weird mind powers and sleeps with a lot of women (laughs) it's just a really dumb ass character Mm. it's so mediocre fuck is he played by al pacino like from the devil's advocate (laughs) Uh, no
1: that might make it better
0: no he didn't reprise his role
1: no um marty what about you for banner
0: all right boys buckle up okay you're gonna be here Knick. for a while listeners get a drink sit down get a blanket nestle in for winter you're gonna be here for i don't know at least five minutes <laughs> um you know I, I honestly i i don't have a ridiculous monologue for once
1: okay
0: i do have two things first one is I, last night actually i started watching uh the boys on amazon prime okay oh, yeah. yeah awesome
2: really fucking okay. awesome
0: i don't know have you seen it yeah i have
2: not no i don't have prime
0: okay I recommend it if you get Prime again.
2: Uh, uh, I was just gonna sign, get a free
0: trial, oh, and that's what and I ended up. It. I ended up getting another free trial for some reason. I
2: know, I because I I got an email for it too. They're like, yeah. hey, here's a free trial. Like, I what? was
0: just on uh, my PlayStation Network, and mm-hmm. I I realized I thought I had, but I do have Prime on one of my accounts. And then it was like, do you want thirty days of free Prime? I'm like, well, yes, okay, <laughs> sure. So I did that, and then just immediately it was like, don't renew. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thirty days. It's only eight episodes. So, a movie is kind of like it has some very watchman esque tones to it. So, it kind of is set in a world where superheroes. There's um like a superhero sort of league or like corporation that owns them, and there's Whoa. like seven that are like the main superheroes. And it's very much like they make superhero movies about these superheroes, and then they're also like they lease them out to different cities for like you know millions of dollars. Like, oh, we'll protect your city. You know, we'll send Whoa. you this guy. And it's about like one girl joining that them and like finding out stuff about them and about another guy who gets kind of wrapped into their world and like spoilers would be like in the first five minutes. so I can't dive into it too right. much and I rec- I wouldn't want to because it's actually an awesome introductory scene for some of this stuff. But it's okay. really cool, really fucking brutal. The um, violence is like a nine out of 10 and Holy just crap. a lot of stuff you don't expect watching superheroes to do like stuff from logan when you see these people you know people getting ripped up and stuff but Whoa. actually seeing like a superman-esque character who can fuck shit up at like you know 100 percent effort and just see Whoa. You know, leland we gotta
1: watch this yeah, i'm watching you know, this tonight I mean, uh, yeah. it's
0: really good. let's just say like you know it, think about what the flash would do if he ran through a human being for example <laughs> you know like or if he just didn't give a fuck right you know ripping out organs just blowing people up just very over the top, maybe almost excessively, but it's super entertaining, and it's got Carl Urban in it, who is an oh, awesome, nice. like, kind of like hard ass, like, character in it, and uh, really funny, really well acted so far, and just awesome. I think I watched the first three last night, and so it was nice to sit down, sit down and actually binge watch something. Uh, wow. Not at Leland level; I'm not done yet. Um, But I'll try to... Man, I'm like legit,
1: legit going to watch this. So it's season one. There's eight episodes so far?
0: Yeah. Just came out. Eight episodes. um, Really good. Man, I got to watch this. Yeah. For real. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Highly recommend. And the other thing I was just going to talk to you guys about was the Switch. So I've just been really impressed with how the Switch is turning things around. Like, it feels like they're kind of really finding their stride And they've in the last six months or so, they've released some really good quality um, first-party stuff, like exclusives, and then a lot of new ports. I still think their exclusive range is a little bit weak. You know, considering if you compared it to say like um, the sixty-four or something back in the day. Like, I don't know if we're gonna look back at the end and be like, wow, they look at all these games. Then again, can some of the some of the nostalgia from the sixty-four? I mean, I wonder if that's really as good as. We feel it. Yeah,
1: I've actually been watching retrospectives on YouTube to try to help me figure out if the N64 is actually that good or not. I found some some pretty good content creators. But in regards to the Switch, what are some of your favorite things that have been released in the past little bit?
0: So I'm playing uh, the new Mario Maker. Mm -hmm. I also picked up the new Fire Emblem. Oh, yeah? um, Which is just like a strategy RPG. Kind of has some persona elements in it now, too. So it's kind of fitting like this, like penis in a wheelchair not those elements okay <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> gameplay yeah gameplay elements. gameplay elements like you know bonds with characters you're kind of like in a schoolish setting sort of thing and like kind of mate you get it's called three houses so you basically have to pick like one group and then dip through like story means you'll be stuck with them basically and uh it's it's cool because there's like a replayability to it you could you could move in replay with another house i guess later on but really solid gameplay and like it works really well on the handheld and on the um, docked version as well as like mario maker does as well yeah almost like to his in a way detriment when you're playing it handheld you can't play it the same way you would play on the dock oh right so you have to use like the touch screen but both games really really strong like i would say like they're getting close to nine out of ten reviews average and like within the last month plus they have quite a bit coming out i think they have like luigi's mansion the new animal crossing they announced new breath of the wild they have another new zelda coming out um they announced like ports for the witcher 3 for the switch which i don't know how that's going to work honestly i don't know if the switch can (laughs) fucking run that i think they're going to have to like lower the graphical fidelity down like Big time. So I wonder if that's going to be like 480p. Pokemon. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, Pokemon uh, Sword S- and Shield. Sword I mean, Shield, yeah. I know some people are really like up in arms about them not having 850 Pokemon in the fucking game. But like, Jesus Christ, you can't go from a 2D game and then suddenly introduce all of the Pokemon ever in yeah. the first game back. Like, just let it go. They're trying something new. Like, if, <laughs> if you've been really holding on to a fucking Gyarados since like <laughs> the first Pokemon and trading him and trading him and trading him, like... Maybe you need to look at your life and realize there's 800 other fucking Pokemon, and I'm sure there's another water snake somewhere. Just <laughs> move, deal with it. Move
1: on. Move on. Except, except the snake. Well, if they don't have my Magikarp in there, you know I'm
2: bailing.
0: Well, they have Magikarp. They just don't have does oh, Thank you. Yeah, he doesn't evolve. Day one purchase. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Magikarp no longer involves. You know what? How we make Magikarp better? Cook him? Take away his evolution. <laughs> okay.
1: I always thought he looked delicious.
0: He, like, stared at you with a smile, and you're like, I want to cook you, baby. Probably. Lemon on cedar. And the other cool thing is, like, did you guys hear about the Joy-Cons? The Nintendo fixing Joy-Cons for free? No, I haven't. So there was an issue, I guess, with, like, Joy-Cons where they were drifting. Like, they were just not working properly. Well, now they'll repair your Joy-Con for free. You don't have to be under warranty. You send it in, they fix it, send it back. Okay. And that's really good. Especially considering Nintendo is not known for this.
1: Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Are you sending yours in?
0: Mine is fine. Okay.
1: I've just used mine so little, I always use the classic controller. Like, mine is docked 99%. I often do as well, yeah. That's cool. I kind of have a feeling like Nintendo was at this weird stage maybe a year ago where they're like, okay, the Switch is cool and it's selling, but, like, do we want to develop another console? Because Nintendo seems to, like, just really want to be constantly making consoles but then i think maybe they just decide no we'll go all in on the switch for another three four years so let's start making content it
0: feels like it it feels like they're they're still sticking to their being stuck between every other console's development yeah like we i think we're getting a new xbox next year yeah and a new ps and the ps5 might be next year maybe the year after and there's not going to be a new Nintendo console probably for another four or five years. No, oh, exactly. Not at this rate. I mean, they just released a new Switch Lite, so it's just without docking capabilities. hmm Kind of seems stupid. I don't know why you'd even bother. Why do you want half the half the console? Yeah. It does have, an, like, an extended battery life, I guess, but I don't know. Maybe it's for somebody. I don't get it, though.
1: Yeah, that, that whole Switch Lite was weird. It's like... Let's create a console specifically to be both a console and a handheld, which is pretty revolutionary. Oh, and then let's just make a new version of it that's just a handheld. It feels like a step backwards, like an optional step backwards for consumers. It's like, what, what do you say, like 100 bucks or something on it to get a, the Switch Lite or 50 bucks or something like that?
0: It can't be much. Can't, and no. I'm not entirely sure. I think it's $50 or 100 But at the same time, yeah, you're losing half the functionality. It's weaker, so to some extent it's not gonna be quite as jacked up. It has a better battery life. But then yeah, it's just it just seems odd. It seems like they're missing the fact that they had a handheld division. Mm. And I'm sure sales wise that hurts them. Like they were they made a lot of money on the Game Boy. So like I don't know. No. But at the same time, it was really hard to justify buying a Nintendo console and a Game Boy. Yeah. Especially with mobile phones. Like how many people really pack their Game Boy around with them?
1: Yeah, no, that's a
0: good point. Hmm. Well, yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I mean, that was pretty much it. I just wanted to, like, see if you guys had any opinions on that. And... Well, I mean, I'm a Switch guy. I yeah. bought one
1: mainly because you bought one and were happy in the beginning. And In
0: the beginning, there was in happiness. The
2: 2000.
1: Mine's kind of been collecting dust, to be honest. I've been doing a lot of PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually bought a game yesterday just because it was on sale on a whim, and Steam suggested it for me. Steam has something optional, experimental right now that you can turn on where it'll suggest games for you. And my buddy, not listener Joe, uh, said that I should turn it on. And it suggested some really cool looking things. I mm. think I'm going to be bankrupt pretty quick. But my Switch has been literally collecting dust. It's now caked in actual dust. Mm. So it's time I should dust it off and look into some of this stuff. The Fire Emblem interests me. The Mario Maker I actually tried to buy, but you stressed to me I should get the deluxe edition, which was sold out at the time. Ah. It's been like a couple weeks, so I should try to look again. Yeah. I checked a bunch of like Walmart.ca and Amazon and couldn't get it. So I should get back into the Switch.
0: I think so. Mario Maker would be right up your alley. I think so
1: too. And I, I want to like swap maps with you. Mm-hmm. I know you're not going to have like Goo Goo Baby maps for me, but. Absolutely I'll try not. Either. They're horrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like just torture. Like to for me to beat the fucking map so I could upload it. Cause you have to beat it to upload it. That was oh. a ni- that was a nightmare. That was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> so if anyone's actually played that map, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's cool, like it's a really neat map. Like I thought it was pretty creative, but um like There's this... been
1: a rash of gamer suicides trying to beat this map.
0: Party <laughs> monologue. I think the my favorite Mario one Mario Monologue. <laughs> my favorite one I saw on YouTube was this guy made one which was basically like No matter what you did, Yoshi died in it. And like, (laughs) like it'd be like you'd you'd run across certain blocks, and it would release a Yoshi, and like you couldn't save him. You just had to watch Yoshi just fall into a pit of lava and (laughs) die. And like, then he released Uh, one where you could save all the Yoshis, but it was super tough. And um, I watched some people playing that, and that was pretty uh, that's
1: hilarious. Pretty bad. Whose mind goes there?
0: I don't know. Uh, It's just mean. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Well, my banter is kind of a story, but
1: it connects in a sort of long-winded way to our theme today. But it's a story from yesterday. So um, I've been spending some time taking care of my grandma. She has, I believe she has early onset dementia. And my uncle who's passed used to uh, try to take care of her. They tried to take care of each other. So anyway, she's at the stage where she's cleaning up and I'm there. And she's like, hey, you know, you should look at our movies because maybe there's some movies you want. Now, my uncle had decent taste in comedy, so I was, like, actually legit interested in looking at these movies. So I go over to her movie shelf with her, and dead center is, like, the Karate Kid complete box set, one to four, special features, like, not even unwrapped. One to so four? I'm like, ah. Which four? Well, number four is Hillary. Swank. Oh,
0: the Hillary Swank one, okay. Yeah. Is it actually called Karate Kid 4?
1: I, I think it's called Karate Kid, the, the new kid or ah, new generation okay. or something like that. But I mean, it's it's Karate Kid 4. Hmm. But anyways, like this this box set immediately stuck out to me. So I go to reach for it and grandma suddenly reaches to the right. And she's like, oh, the uh, Southern Seasons from 1946 starring Cary Grant. Do you want this one? I'm like, oh, no, grandma, it's not really my style. <laughs> and I reach again and she's like, oh, bats my hand out of the way. She's like, oh, Fiddler on the Roof, sealed three VHS set from the BBC. Matthew, you have to watch this. It's beautiful violin. I'm like, Grandma, it's kind of not my thing, but you, I
0: want. You killed her, didn't you?
1: Well, to get all the movies. Yeah. Yes. I was about ready to kill her. I was about ready to push her out on an ice floe into the Arctic after all this. And then, like, she kept cutting me off. She goes to some third movie, like some fucking love boat movie like with Dick Van Dyke from like 1970. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, grandma. And finally, like, I really cut her off firm. I'm like, no, this is what I want. And I pull it from the shelf, the karate kid. She's like, but why do you want a movie about a boy that does karate? And I'm like, grandma, you don't know. And I can't explain this to you. And uh, it was just funny because I knew what we were going to podcast about. And in that moment, I thought about how much of a disconnect there is between two generations ago and where the generation is today, like she was thinking obviously that I'd like completely different movies than I'd ever want to watch. She was just so disconnected from me. And so what we're going to get into, what I'm going to ask you boys, is two generations down the road from us, we've got Leland. And he's like, hey, you know, little little boy, do you want to watch Lucifer? Lucifer, this is
2: good for you? never subject that Satanism upon any child. <laughs> okay,
1: uh, 13 Reasons
0: Why, little boy. <laughs> Do you want to watch 13
1: Reasons Why? It's been edited. It's for been content. edited.
0: So- <laughs> <laughs> it's acceptable for your generation. <laughs> you probably won't kill yourself now. Yeah, <laughs> suicide's been eliminated. For Honestly, a though, if,
2: if there's any deterrent to going to town on your own wrists, it's probably watching that scene that they. <laughs> Kind
0: of see well that's, that's a thing. that's the thing that horrifying that scene. that scene is horrifying the rest of the show I could understand the context in which like she seems to still be around and affecting people after she's gone and like people were a little bit like yeah that kind of represents almost like even after you're dead you're gonna be around but you won't you really aren't you're gone right um I think that was the the context in which people were kind of like bitching about the show and mental health and how it affected suicide rates but I mean, at the same time, it's a TV show. But
2: isn't uh, is is not the message of like even when you're gone, like look at how many people you will affect, like the outcome of you committing suicide. Look, look how many lives it is affecting. Isn't that mm-hmm. not a good message?
0: I think it is, but I think it was being taken a different way. I think it was uh, being taken like
2: well, it was being taken within within the context of the show. And yeah, like, the show did not do a very good job
0: of handling it. No, like
2: it, that trying to portray that message. No, because you're like, you're, it's like she's like terrorizing these people from beyond the grave. Almost. Yeah, so it's, it's almost it's, just
0: like revenge suicide. Yeah, right? yeah. And I really think that was just a really weird message. Also, but really in the way they portrayed it. We, I mean, obviously without getting into a 13 Reasons Why review, um, <laughs> basically like the reason why she killed herself was very confusing too. Like the, the build up to it. It's almost like she didn't want, there was almost no plan around it at all and then she was like one if this person doesn't help me oh boy I'm gonna do it and then she did yeah
2: yeah I know and it's like she went in there expecting not to be helped so that was, was the other thing the, too, so yeah. that, so you're so you're it is a revenge thing like mm-hmm. it's very yeah ah that show is just so bad
0: yeah and season three is coming out soon it's a murder mystery show now
2: <laughs> is that what it is yeah
0: well the the bully guy's dead someone killed him the guy raped Tana. Oh! It's just like it start the trailer. Really? The trailer starts with him, and they're at his funeral, and it's like, who, and, <laughs> oh, and, and, no who, and who did it?
1: I think it was Colonel Mustard with the candlestick. Well, how okay? How are they gonna
2: resolve the ending of season two?
0: Um, I don't know. What?
2: What? Like they? Why did they even make a second season of this? Like honestly, because like what they set up oh here we go into fucking (laughs) what they set up at the end of season one was this school shooting plot yeah which they really barely touched on in season two
0: like yeah they stepped away from that real fast
2: yes and then they came right back to it at the very end yeah and it was like what is happening and then now they're just like I'm sure they'll gloss over it again fuck man this is why the show is terrible they should edit out more than just a fucking suicide scene of this goddamn I show. I dare you me, not they to should watch should edit out thirteen three. episodes of this fucking show as what? I dare you to not watch season no, three. No, I'm gonna watch season three. <laughs> <laughs> I dare I double dog dare. No, you. you can't <laughs> Eggs, me on a double dog dare. I'm not fucking thirteen. Reasons why. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well.
1: Since we've been talking about that for two years, I think it was fair to have
2: <laughs> it on this episode.
1: Isn't that how we started, though? <laughs> Pretty sure. Guys, we got to buy equipment and talk about 13 Reasons Why.
2: You know why? How, how are none of our banters about what uh, Terminator Dark Fate is shaping up to be? Because that would have tied in with our very first
0: episode.
1: Uh, I guess we can discuss it, but we'll just express worry and
2: despair. I
0: don't know. I'm always. kind
2: of psyched for it. Okay.
0: No, no. I just thought if I brought just up because N- you
2: hate women doesn't mean the movie is going <laughs> to be bad. Leland, I I
1: I love the weaker sex. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, good, good. Just
2: kidding.
0: Oh uh, wow! Um, Come on. Okay. Well, I thought by bringing up Nintendo again, it could just shut Leland up for fifteen minutes. It did. It did. Yeah. That's and just good. shut him down. So I think he was playing m- Mahjong over there or whatever. Mahjong. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Minesweeper
0: <laughs> awkward Start silence. With He's like yes. <laughs> yes. He's like you come. You I, right got, I, got, I got a couple more matches <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, let's All right. uh, right. let's jump into the segment. It's time for movie
0: musings and crazy about cardboard. What, what's mine? The video game variety. i fucking with you. It's oh. time for the video game variety show <laughs> Okay,
1: thanks Thanks, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. This is our first uh, mega segment. So on our two-year anniversary, we're doing a mega segment, uh, which is going to tie in uh, all three of our topics. Um, And this mega segment is called Generations. As we've spent a very long two years being here, uh, we wanted to discuss with all of our topics how things have changed in the past couple generations and what... A couple generations on from us, what media might be like, and the various uh, disconnects. And so we're going to start with, with the movie musings portion, and with that, we'll break it down and we'll start with TV. And uh, just some general thoughts from you guys to start about how TV's changed, um, not only during our parents' generation, but even during our own generation, and just kind of what we've seen.
0: Okay. Uh well first of all I'd like to thank you guys for diving deep into the Patreon fund to bring me back for this episode. (laughs) You know, I'm glad you actually used your entire Patreon budget. All of it. (laughs) We did,
1: we spent it all. To bring
0: Marty back. I mean, I was reluctant. Um you had to get a hold of my agent and he was reluctant to even speak to you guys, knowing the context and the things you guys talk about.
1: I just bought five massages from you and then you said, yeah, I'd throw in a podcast for free. Buy, buy five massages to get a, s- get a
0: podcast,
2: podcast guest for free. <laughs> guest for
0: free. <laughs> That's uh, probably against the College of Massage rule. But... <laughs> but, but the college doesn't know what But already. I'm not registered <laughs> the yet. The college
2: doesn't condone podcasts.
0: <laughs> they probably don't. Uh, unless it's about massage. Yeah, I was
2: going to say. Uh,
0: so yeah, TV. TV's cool. You know what? TV is so big now. It's yeah. like... We're, one of your things here is talking about asking about the golden age of TV. Or like, or What was the best age? And I mean, when I think about like it was 90s cartoons, that was a good one. But I think the golden age is ongoing to some degree. It's really for me. I, I really enjoyed maybe about five or six years ago. There was a lot of TV series I was really into and they were all kind of wrapping up. I mean, around the time Breaking Bad was ending, there was quite a few that I was watching every time the season came out. And now I, I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect between just people in general where very rarely are people watching the same shows mm-hmm. and the water cooler discussion or like the general like culture seems to just kind of be doing their own thing because there's so much and it's all good. I mean, other than big sports events, that's something where we're, that's really different from the last couple of generations. Like people don't really sit down on a Thursday night to watch The Office, you know, like, the, yeah. like that was a big thing. We'd get together and watch TV. Yeah yeah i haven't got together with someone to watch a tv show in a very long time
2: you guys remember when we would all get together on monday and watch prison break
0: we watched house house yeah
2: Yeah, and And prison
1: break yeah Yeah. the oc on we did watch the oc at one
2: point that's
0: right that is 15 years ago
2: Hell, that was a long time ago
1: (laughs) Well, and I hope we're including here streaming. as Oh, sure. Absolutely.
2: I I think predominantly what's changed in the television industry is just the consumption of the television industry.
0: (laughs) How do we consume TV? Well, we mostly stream it. Yeah. You know, it's
1: and that's the main point that I have. Uh, For me, the golden age is now. I know we had fun watching those shows together before. But to me, the golden age is now where I have so much choice, but it's my ability to spend my time – It's almost hard to articulate, but to maximize that choice. So, you know, one of the things that ticked me off and reminded me of old TV was Chernobyl, because even though that came out on streaming, they only dropped one episode a week. And it reminded me of how TV used to be, where they did only drop one episode a week. And I'm like, I hate this. I hate that I can't binge it, which you right. can
0: binge most shows. Mm-hmm. That's because it wasn't technically streaming. It was HBO and they have a streaming service. Right. So they're still predominantly a over-the-top cable network.
1: And I guess I feel that the dropping one episode a week thing is, is now obsolete. I think that people don't really want that.
2: Uh, well, I don't know. But I mean, like Netflix does that with some of its shows too. But it's doing it with shows that are airing. Like concurrently with when they're releasing yes. weekly episodes so yeah. you are still getting this like weekly episodic tv experience but with through your streaming service yeah
0: they do it quite often with like the riverdales and the yeah. cw shows yeah. that they have yeah yeah um, i wonder
2: if that's that must be like network specific
0: it has N- to be that
2: like yeah we want you to do this
0: yeah well because the network hasn't released them all also sometimes these shows haven't finished filming Right. when the season starts right. airing yeah that's right um and that's different with an hbo show where they've finished because there's so much cgi involved they finish very early in like a west world like that that airs a like year and a half probably after they're done filming mm. um same with like game of thrones i mean the last season took them two years to fuck that up right so and they had filmed that in like probably 2016 <laughs> or something
1: yeah um i think a precursor to binging which again between between streaming itself and allowing you to binge, those are the two big changes that I've seen in our generation. But it, there was a precursor to binging, which was when we had this rash of DVD releases of shows yeah. in the early 2000s.
0: That was big. And
1: I remember with a bunch of my friends, Battlestar Galactica, we made a decision together to not. Watch it until the series was done and on DVD, specifically because we wanted to binge it. We had seen the first few episodes, we're like, This is a really cool serialized show that's got like one concurrent narrative, it's gonna drive us nuts. Let's just wait for it to come out on DVD. I was the guy that chose to buy it for everybody, and then we'll just like binge through a couple discs a night. And so I had a group that met every Sunday night, and we would binge through at least a disc, at least four episodes. And so there was that craving to binge before streaming even existed.
0: Mm -hmm. I did get in on this. I have quite a few TV DVDs from that era. And it was really awesome to like buy like Star Trek DVDs because watching them on TV and watching the whole season was always really tough. Yeah. You'd always miss something.
1: You, you'd miss something and it was hard to watch it on TV. Like I, I don't know if space network or whatever that had star Trek at the time was running episodes concurrently or whether there's ra- randomly running right, episodes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you were busy and missed one or two episodes, then you couldn't go back. Well, well, what, what is
2: it? What is it called when they stay serial? Is that the term? Uh, they when they're, you
1: know, uh, um, I think it's, uh, is it syn- syndicated?
2: Oh, yeah, syndicated. When they syndicate a show, yeah. and it just like it just plays all the time.
0: Mm, yeah, and it gets picked up by another network usually, yeah, and exactly. then they they loan it out, and then those those places just play episodes. They don't necessarily yeah, they play them give in a order. Shit what's being played, yeah. Not really.
2: It's just to fill a time slot of a show. Of Pretty a show much, that yeah. They believe is popular.
0: Yeah, just something that's going to be there when you don't have new programming, and that is something that is almost obsolete now because those old shows you can all stream for the most part right i mean very rarely would someone just turn on their tv to be like oh let's see what's on when you can literally go to netflix and be like let's see what i want to watch rather than what is available to me because everything is available to you for the most part right there's almost you you think what you want and then you find it rather than this is what you got here now watch it and you still have that option like netflix does a pretty good job of recommending things um, some weird, really weird things. Maybe because my wife and I share a Netflix, and so some of the things it recommends for us is really confusing. um <laughs> You know, it's like it's just weird. It's like some of the like I get weird anime recommendations. And me then, too, like, man. I think I watched like one
2: kung fu movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and I like,
2: like give me all like the yeah. like the Korean soap stuff they have on there too. Oh, I get what? that. Yeah, I get yeah. a lot of h-
0: Hindi stuff. Like I'm like, I, why? Like I never. Yeah. yeah like weird. and. I know for sure my like Marty's wife never watches anything like that, so <laughs> it's just it's just confusing. But that is weird. but then I'll we'll also get stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, of course I want to watch that. Like that looks awesome. I always get like bo- bodybuilding stuff and like you know things that I didn't even realize were on Netflix. Yeah, right. Yeah.
2: Well, I also get discouraged at how sometimes it won't show me something that I know I want to watch. That too. And is like. Everything else that I watch, I'm like, "What? Yeah. You, you're a shit algorithm. You're not doing your job, Netflix. This has been out for three days, and I haven't binged it already. You're not doing your job.
0: Yeah. What no, I'm
2: paying it, my 10.99 a month for whatever the hell it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All kind of along that line is real, like actual TV,
0: cable TV. Is it dead or close to dead? I, I gotta say, it's gotta be close. Yeah. I really think that the idea of spying cable packages the way in which we used to do it—is got to be going away i know i think there it's just going to be a better internet we're going to have better internet and that's going to be included somehow and it's going to there's just maybe maybe some providers will have some connection with a streaming service kind of like how um shaw had like a streaming service at one point i believe Uh, maybe they're going to try to sink their talons in or just be a part of this because they're not important anymore like the disney plus and the netflix and the hulus and the you know, even some of the smaller ones that are, have a very niche market, like um, even like a Crunchyroll or whatever for anime, like mm-hmm. they make their money, you know, and they have a big user base and obviously they're not as widespread as a Netflix, but they, why Why would you use anything else to watch those things that you want? The only right, thing exactly. I can think that really has, it still has a, 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 maybe a place is like sports. Yeah. Or
2: that news. being said, the other day, some ball game was being streamed on youtube and it came up and it, like youtube recommended it to me was
1: it like a, it like a major game. league yeah major league wow okay
2: uh i don't know i don't know who the what teams they were but like when why is this here this is really weird and it was like and you know what was funny about it though it was very clearly uh like this network not fully grasping the times of like up-to-date streaming and it was so like old school streaming and just the presentation and uh the transitions that they were kind of the announcers were making like they were it was like they had specific announcers for the stream or something it was very weird i don't know what's going on with it Hmm. but yeah i was very surprised to see that
1: you know what i found is that it's our generation that has really started cutting the cord as they call it cutting cable um, for streaming, because I think the TV no longer offers us what we're willing to take, which is, you know, the syndicated shows and, you know, being told that you have to consume this material at this time. And if you're not there, you'll miss it or you'll have to PVR it. And it's just, it, it's obsolete. And the people that do have cable still, I'm finding it's just people in my parents' generation, my friends' parents, my own parents. They're the only ones I know now that have cable. Yep. And Mine too. You know, there's looking forward to the next generation. I think that what's going to start being a struggle, but it's going to be a struggle for us as well, is that there's too many streaming services. They're too expensive. And we're going to hit the same problem that cable had, which is, you know, cable was 120 bucks a month to have, like, mm-hmm. all the channels you wanted. Well, streaming's getting up there. Yeah. Pretty soon you're going to have Disney+. Plus. You want your Netflix. Leland and I want our
0: YouTube premium. It's adding up. And we mentioned this on a past episode. Yeah, we I agree and I disagree. I think it is getting more expensive. But I think comparatively to what cable was costing, it's still not that bad. Um, I mean, Netflix being still, I think, for like the, uh, if you were to get like the family Netflix with, with like 4K, you're still only paying I think, like 15 bucks a month. Yeah, that's it's true. Pretty frank. Right.
2: But the point Moby's making yeah. is all of them combined. Oh, I yeah. agree.
0: But what I'm kind of getting at here is that I don't think you need all of them. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you don't need all of them, but I feel like, no.
2: There's, there's.
0: Well, let's say, let's I, say, I let's, feel yeah. I need
2: at least
1: three. I need Amazon. I need netflix and i'm gonna need disney no four disney plus and i'm not giving up my youtube premium
0: well let's see okay well amazon is included with prime so like yeah, you can almost sure. like just right re- that's almost like an add-on to like con- another convenient thing so like <laughs> that's true you know i almost which is you, smart been, it is very smart because i mean honestly like amazon is just the trillion dollar company it's crazy um and then you have disney which yeah that hasn't really Launch. showing us what it can do yet but that could be something for sure so let me say that's another 14 bucks or whatever so say yeah you got your amazon prime might be costing you eight dollars a month or whatever prime costs on average and then you've got uh netflix and disney so yeah you're, you're hitting about 40 dollars plus your youtube 55 ish maybe okay. yeah 55 and right. but then like for a while there like cable cable was like 100 bucks a month for like you know like the the expensive yeah. cable with everything like if, if you were to get the full like the best cable package with sports and everything you're paying a lot of money yeah
1: well and i do actually buy a sports streaming service uh SportsNets one so i see cap games and yeah. that's actually quite expensive that's like 25 bucks a month yeah. so now i'm hitting like 80 bucks uh-huh. a month but-, but i mean you don't pay for that one year round though right? You just I during, uh, usually DLC. cut it off for the summer, right. like outside of hockey games, but I didn't in the summer because I was lazy. Oh. And I was also watching basketball. Oh, yeah. um, but my point is, is more that I think the expense of streaming services, like when I'm talking a generation or two from now, will definitely be a thing. I, I think we're going to come to a point where just through inflation... With these streaming services, it's gonna to come to a point where it's gonna be back up to that cable level.
0: I think it's gonna depend on what you want. Just like now, where with YouTube, if you want the premium YouTube without ads, you have to pay more. And I, when I did have the YouTube premium, for me, it was awesome. Like I hate the fucking ads. It's just I in the, in my student budget right now, I can't justify the other the money for the YouTube. Right. Once I'm not in student budget, that will be one of the first things that becomes a monthly yeah, well, expense. Yeah, well, it
2: doesn't help how egregious YouTube is with their fucking ads too.
0: Oh well, it really yeah. depends on the users too, like because they have some control. They do and, have a
2: little bit of control, yeah, but s- they still have zero control of what ads get shown in their
0: videos. That's though. true. And it's my favorite is when you're watching a video that is just ripping apart like some of these ads on YouTube. Some of these yeah. people who are just selling shit, and then their ad plays right during the video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. They're like, "Did you say this? <laughs> Our microphone is picking this up."
1: <laughs> Another question I have for you guys is: changes in content is is there really more sex and violence and kind of no. profanity?
0: Honestly, yeah. I think that hit a peak. I, yeah, I really I, thought I, about I, this, and I really thought you know because I I don't want to be quick to be like, oh, it's not more violent or it's not more sexualized, but. Honestly, like, is anything more violent than, like, The Sopranos was or, like, any of these HBO yeah. shows from, like, the early 2000s?
1: No, and and another point I was going to make, actually, I'm right along your lines, is, like, with sexuality, there used to be, like, in every movie, they'd, like, force in a sex scene or two. Like, yeah. even if it didn't make sense to the plot. And they've just quietly, like, I don't think the media's reported on it or anything, quietly, that's just kind of gone away. It's, like, you don't really see a sex scene in a show... Um, unless it serves the plot. And even then, it's not like drawn out softcore style or anything like that. It's not just, like, as you quickly, often. Not as yeah. often.
0: Even like, I mean, look at Game of Thrones season one versus season eight. <laughs> I mean, season one was like sex position. Like, Pretty that's much. how they explain stuff. <laughs> I mean, it was great because it was like, "Wow, this is boring." Let's list info dump with titties, yeah. and like then they then they just stopped info dumping and they stopped titties. So it was just, <laughs> <laughs> and thus the summation
2: of the fall of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Very eloquent. Well, uh, I mean, if it, if someone would be of the opinion that sex and violence has ramped up, it is it would come down to ease of, ease of access, right? That's going to influence any any person's perspective on it too. It's just like, just because you have access to all of
0: it, Mm. it's
2: all there and it always has been, but now you can look at all of it.
0: That is true. Way more easily. There's definitely like a, they've made it easy for, especially younger people, to maybe consume some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's very readily available. Although there are like, obviously child locks and stuff, but like, you know, there's always been that, but it's always been easily circumventable. Well,
2: yeah, because they're always, they're always literally the, Least amount of security that you could say a company is quote unquote morally obligated or even lawfully obligated to insert. Mm-hmm. It's not like they give a shit. They want it to be consumed. It doesn't matter who's consuming it to them. Yeah. They slap they slap a rating on it because they're forced to by some arbitrary rating system, and then that's all the, that's all the work that gets done because that's all that anyone is required to do. I mean like when we get into the video game we can kind of talk about loot box stuff cuz I want to get into that a little bit but it's the same kind of shit there's zero regulations really
0: they're on, trying on, to on put them on now they're trying to put some like actual regulations on like the the odds and different things
2: yeah but but in the UK all that that just failed because oh, did it? Okay. they ruled that the implementation of this type, these type of loot boxes, does not, by the letter of the law, currently fall under gambling. Ah, so okay. now there's, it's literally like, well, if you change the laws, then maybe we can do something. Mm-hmm. That was hmm. very recent, I think.
0: It's interesting. Yeah, it's it's, in r- it? it's really like something that it's been almost outside the law for a while, anyways. Yeah. I mean, even when I was in Japan, it was like watching how gambling is illegal, but then video game gambling is not illegal. Yeah. And it was very odd. As long as it wasn't for money, as long as it was for like tokens to buy things, mm-hmm. they could get away with it, and it was totally okay.
2: Yeah, it's insane. Well, everyone's getting it on too. Even Rockstar. You have seen that new GTA Vegas casino thing? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's literally just an online casino that you can buy poker chips for but you never get real money back out of it. Oh, wow. it. It's literally a casino. You
0: just get in-game money. Yeah. <laughs> so you buy the in-game money and then you, oh my god, but it's, you
2: gamble it. But it's you combined can... with GTA somehow?
1: Yeah, it's like it's GTA, GTA online. online yes. yeah. So do you like like fight?
0: No, oh. you, know, you you it's like a it's a casino with money the game. with you buy chips on the online and then you play and then right. you get in-game money back so you could you start with in-game money, okay. you could get more in-game money and then buy stuff with the in-game money so no matter what you've given them your real money right right right
2: and right. because
0: it's gambling it's super addictive for some people yeah
2: and it's literally just it's literally just digital digital versions of these game. <laughs> game you'll go to i mean it's, it's it's literally like logging into like a bc casino or, or... wow it's that in depth well they're you're yeah. playing these same games but mm-hmm. like you you can't actually win real money because it's not technically gambling Wow. Um it's crazy. But you know, they apparently there's a limit of how much you can spend in real money a day or some weird thing. I I don't know. Mm. It's crazy though. It's egregious. That is.
0: Crazy. Yeah. Wow. At least there's still a few developers out there, and that they, they just don't they don't do it. You know, that's not what they want to do. Well,
2: you... I don't understand why 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 would Rockstar want to?
0: I mean, yeah, obviously there's the monetary
2: incentive, and they will make a lot of money because. This model is implemented for a reason because it's regardless of how negatively it's viewed by a large mass of the consumers of these these products, that it's they still generate millions of dollars,
0: maybe billions. It's crazy, <laughs> honestly. Like like people are
2: so stupid.
0: They've made so much money off their online that it makes yeah. everything else they've made look like chump change. Wow. And I mean, and they and they make a lot of money off game sales, like. I, I don't know I think Red Deads probably sold like upwards of ten million at least, and number two it was a lot,
2: like ten million copies, yeah, 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 that's insane
0: that's in the hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. of revenue, and yeah, they probably spent three hundred million on it, but now with all the online portions making money off of it, right. like it would be like if a movie if Marvel released a movie and then somehow could like keep you. Coming back to the movie over and over and over again, spending money on the Avengers 4 or whatever. And not only are you spending money on the $20 movie ticket, but somehow you're spending $20 a week on it because they're still luring you in with something. Right. I mean, I don't know how there's anything comparable in the movie industry other than maybe merch and like, you know, toys and things like that. But video games have this unique ability to just keep sucking the money out of you. Yeah, yeah they
2: do. Well, That's especially strange. once. Once the game is done and out, you already have the groundwork for all of these different add ons. That's also what a lot of um, publishers are doing. They're getting sneaky fucks and they're releasing their games with clearly missing content. But at launch, they don't have any of these microtransactions. So when it's getting reviewed, it's reviewed favorably. Mm-hmm. And then a month, two months later, they implement all these microtransactions. And Make the money I guess. <laughs> I guess like it's fucking ridiculous. And then nobody is no longer talking about them because that's kind of how a lot of reviews industries go: is you, you review what's hot, and then you have already you've done it. You don't come back to it.
0: Yeah, the whole season pass it's thing is sometimes just shit. it's really dirty to me. I mean, these fighting games do a lot of it, where it's like every year you they release a twenty-five or thirty dollar like character pack, and that's all it really is, mm-hmm. and yeah i get there's work to go into balancing and making these characters but are they just withholding something like especially in the first couple months when something comes out like and you see this a lot with like mortal kombat games and stuff where like characters come out really fast and it's almost like why would you bother buying this game until the complete edition comes out
2: right exactly Mm.
0: like i want to play the new mortal kombat but i don't want to spend $80 and then not have the full game that I'm going to have with all the tweaks and balances and everything that ends up coming out a year and a half later.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, let's jump, let's just finish off this uh, mini sub segment here by talking about movies specifically.
2: Well, sorry. Before that, I had one comment on streaming services. So, how feasible is it uh, until we get somebody out there being able to garner some type of deal with all these? different streaming services and allowing consumers to buy a higher price package that includes a certain number of these services mm. Ooh,
0: like a mega
2: yeah. service like how feasible is that to ever happen
0: it, i don't think it is feasible at all considering that these corporations are self-owned at this point yeah. like disney is its own thing they're not going to pair with netflix they're competitors yeah exactly um but you may see that these companies Continue to snap up other companies, right? um, And then just have them under you know they're not officially part of it, but just like Disney has Fox now, Mm -hmm. you know, or aspects of Fox, but they may still run parts of that separate. You know, like I could see that. I think Hulu is still its own thing, even though Disney Plus is its thing as well. I think I think actually Disney Plus has some sort of service coming where you can buy both, Um, some sort of like combo package because Disney Plus won't have anything R rated.
2: Oh, hmm. that makes sense. I think um, all the tits and gore on Hulu mm-hmm. and all the families Hulu. on like, Disney Hulu, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think ego and
1: control, like wanting to keep control of your content is what's going to stop the feasibility of that right. mm-hmm. um, from these companies. I mean, these are now big companies with a ton of cash and they don't they don't need to make these kind of joint mergers but like
2: marty said i think they'll swallow up some of the smaller ones sure. and they'll be left with So a few then mega-core. how long until if ever we get this type of arms race quality wise for original content because speaking of well i mean the boys is uh, is that an amazon video original yeah so uh they have another one coming out that looks cool called carnival row with Orlando Bloom, that looks yeah. Interesting saw too. That. I don't. Is that out already? No, I just saw. I it. just it keep like getting ads in my Twitter for view. it. Yeah, yeah. It looks interesting, and it looks very high quality. When you look at a lot of Netflix originals now, and we've again we've commented on this before, like ninety percent of Netflix originals are just trash. They're just literally someone, just literally someone like approving some random script and that gets made for who knows how cheaply. I don't know. There's a
0: lot of bad ones on Amazon too. I yeah. feel, but at the same time. At least for me, I to very rarely just browse Amazon. You know, I don't right. Amazon and chill. Right. You know, I <laughs> right, like it's, it's like if I swing on Amazon, and I want to watch. I know what it is. I'm gonna go get the Amazon for the month and then get that show. Right, right. Um, but that arms race is coming. I we, think
1: only
2: a couple of years. We like, ha- well with Disney. We so so the consumer is only going to benefit. Like, are we only going to be getting higher, higher quality originals?
1: I I think so. I think it's. We're gonna get fewer originals, but I think they're gonna be higher quality because um, I think they're gonna have to trim their budget from yeah. the shittier mm-hmm. stuff.
0: I think we're gonna get an excessive amount of everything, and there's gonna be good and bad because if you look at Netflix, they they have not slowed down on the garbage.
2: No,
0: if they've just ram- they've ramped it up. There's the odd time that they crack down on some, probably because the budget's too high. But a lot of their like foreign shows and stuff, like they have a lot of stuff on there, good and bad from all walks of life and everywhere in the world like they definitely really have branched out in the last five years Mm -hmm. like because when a netflix original used to come out it was a big deal yeah i mean even at the time when like orange is the new black was like in their first season like around that time like you could you knew at least you were getting a quality show it was very rare that you were getting something that was not worth sitting down at least to watch even if it wasn't perfect it was good yeah yeah absolutely and i don't know about that now i well i do know it's not that way you cannot just see netflix original and think oh goody right um you should be be wary
2: it's honestly it literally has gotten to the point where i'm like oh great another original (laughs) yeah i wonder if this one will not be trash (laughs) like that's what literally goes through my mind like i'm not excited to fire up a netflix original because i think it's going to be something cool and and Innovative for lack of a better term. Oh,
0: innovative is something they walked stepped away from big time. There's they have everything. They'll they'll have procedural shows on Netflix that are just like they look like they came out ten years ago. But they're still popular. That's the other thing, is that sometimes people like these garbage shows. Yeah. I think
2: they like the mononic.
0: They're mindless. They're yeah. I mean, uh I think my wife is on season sixteen of Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) And like she's like, Oh, it's just I like turning it on watching it and I understand why she would like watching it, but for me, I was like, "There's no way I would ever sit down and watch this show, not in that way." Like, I mean, I might sit down and watch half an episode with with her, but like to actually consume it in that kind of fashion, like that's that's outside of my abilities. There's no way, like. <laughs> but yeah, it's there's so much available to everybody at this point, and yeah, it's really just it's a golden age that does not seem like it's ending anytime soon.
1: Let's uh, just finish off with movies um, here. So how, have, how has film changed over our generation and since our parents?
0: Um, you know, I was thinking about this, and I think movies haven't actually changed as much as TV has. Um, I think we still consume movies in a lot of the same fashion. Um, the only way it's, way it's changed really drastically, if we're going back like maybe decades, is the uh, need to make everything a blockbuster or a sequel or a franchise. That feels like a big change. Yeah, I, I'm along
1: that vein with you. I have that, you know, the whole concept of expanded universes and uh, franchises are, are the big change. The
0: expanded universes that have only worked for one expanded universe. <laughs> yeah. Right. Though others
2: try. Yeah. Well, and also I think it's, it's, it's let, well, okay. I was, it's less of move the movie industry changing, but more of it being contextualized with political landscapes as well that inevitably has an impact on a lot of media and mm, sometimes yeah. very clear impacts other other times not so clear yeah uh, or straight up ignored in some cases
0: mm, that you can say that probably about any media yeah, at this yeah, point but movies are pretty indicative of it if i you- think so
2: too i mean i really think they're just the most i think like movie is is probably one of the most consumed forms of media you say, or would you think TV kind of reigns supreme? I think T- TV, TV right?
0: reigns supreme, but there's still something, there's still like an aura about movies. Yeah. There's something still special about it. I don't know if it's losing that a little bit with the quality of TV now, but when you think about like even comedies from, so I was thinking about 40 L Virgin the other day. Mm-hmm. And I remember when that came out, it was like 2006 or 2005. So it's almost 15 years now. Wow. And it was the funniest thing we saw when we were like 17 or 18. We were really young (laughs) and it was hilarious. But now there's stuff in that movie that doesn't fly by today's standards. And there's stuff in a lot of those movies that is almost like you wouldn't really see in a comedy movie. And... Whether it's just like it would be considered misogynistic or homophobic or any other thing, you, they have to really change how they appeal to modern society and modern kind of like culture. And if you look at stuff from like the 80s and 90s, it's even more so. Like it's definitely really changed. And I think you're right. It hasn't always changed almost visibly. It's almost been very subtle. But then sometimes especially in the last couple of years, I I don't know. It feels like there's a definite change.
1: Yeah. So is that what you were getting at, Leland? Is that the politics, yeah. I think that's probably hurt comedy more than any other genre. Just because comedy has always been about being offensive. And that's that's where like half of comedy lies is being outrageous and offensive. But now you can't do it. You know, you could do it before and you knew it was offensive. You knew the joke was, but you could still get away with doing it without having a huge backlash against you. But now there's a very vocal group that will
2: get mad. Yeah, well, and it also stuff. speaks to the genera- generational divide as well. That's a, it. A, a yes. Lot of, a lot of these ideals and societal standards are no longer the same
0: mm-hmm. or
2: or as acceptable as your your grandfather may think or perceive the world as being kind of thing. Right?
1: Well, I would argue along with Marty. I mean, we were adults, we were young adults, but we were adults, or at least I was, growing up in the, the, the heyday of the 40-year-old virgin group. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was like those movies were like kind of the last run that could be super offensive. And I feel like around 2010, that year was the cutoff point or close to it. And yeah
0: around i would say around that point is when these comedies that were like every year there was like a lot of really good movie theater level co- comedies that seemed to really wane right and it still has
1: and it's still waning and that's almost like an idea for a different you know movie musings topic is is comedy dead or i think happening? we've actually talked about yeah, it the before Day of the Laughter died. yeah that. Oh, okay well shows how how important the podcast is to me.
0: It just shows your memory, which we already know is poor. It's terrible. Who yet. are you
1: guys? Um, <laughs> How did I get here?
2: Next. <laughs>
1: Where's my, my full Steve? <laughs> Last question on this. Where where are films headed for subsequent generations? So generations after us. Any thoughts?
0: Mm, like regular films or porn films? <laughs> well we know where
1: your mind's at so let's start with
0: i haven't talked about our uh, sponsorships from like red tube in this episode yet so <laughs> um right. is red tube even a thing anymore crazy about, cockboards. <laughs> crazy <laughs> about <cockboard>. oh. <laughs> that sounds like a torture device <laughs> vagina game variety show oh. uh. you have a lot of editing there uh leland
2: yeah that's that's standing there (laughs) Uh, editing so marty let's for a change
1: not discuss porn and how about you discuss real films and where they're headed whoa
0: whoa
2: (laughs) uncalled for yeah okay (laughs) i I also believe we could stay on topic but that's
0: anything else uh (laughs) offensive you want to say movie I'm gonna put down some more people more uh things they're you very around. intimidating
2: with more those sunglasses. professionals
1: leland never wears sunglasses and when i'm looking at myself reflected in your eyes. as hard
0: as i can well, i would
2: wear my sleeveless hoodie but it's too fucking hot
0: yeah you'd you'd die yeah anywho um regular movies
2: they're where they are man what else can they do with i don't i movies? honestly
0: don't think they're going to change that much i think that the the biggest change is obviously that 3d push that we saw that came after avatar that was to really ramp up ticket prices and give them an excuse to Maybe add some technology that most movies do not implement well at all, and they still don't. You know, even IMAX, like most movies that are in IMAX do not implement it well, and it's still a waste of money. Although some of the new theaters, the sound design is really well, and it sounds amazing. I will give them that. Like, you can tell when you're in a really well-designed theater, like, the sound is phenomenal. In terms of changing, what are they going to change? Like, the whole 4D thing is really just cheese. Like yeah. you don't need to spray me with stuff or give me smells or shake my seats. First of all, I'm not going to smell it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's discriminatory. Yeah. You know, my olfactory nerves are toast. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, it's, I don't, what are they going to change? You're just going to make new movies the the context and the content of movies is not really changing either. Like, I think we're still in the movie, the superhero <laughs> age for some reason, like that hasn't gone away. Yeah. So what? What is it? Oh,
1: I would I've got a few things. I would argue that um it's really going to become more and more just remakes, sequels, franchises, expanded universes that that's like honestly going to become 90% of what's released I have outside of animated shows and Oscar bait, which is like, you know, little dramas. I that think
0: that's already the case.
1: Already to that
2: level?
0: Pretty damn close in my opinion. Right. I think everything's already been done for the most part.
2: Now, is that going to impact positively the smaller filmmakers that do have unique ideas? And when we see those types of movies, uh, the adverts for them that it will draw more interest than it otherwise would in
0: a, in if, a they're given, if they're given if they're given
2: a shot. Yeah, you'd have
1: to put a pretty good marketing budget behind them. But I look at a movie that's high on my list to watch, which is, you know, The Irishman, which is this uh, upcoming mob movie that's got Pacino and De Niro and Joe Pesci came out of retirement for it. Wow. And it's, you know, it's uh, directed by Martin Scorsese and he hates streaming and he hates Netflix. But they were the only ones that were willing to produce this movie for him. So he's a sellout now. So he's a sellout because he really wants to do this movie. But reading about that, it kind of really drilled home to me that, you know, you look at the star power in that movie and no major studios willing to
2: release that. As yeah, a, that's like crazy. A, in theaters? So it's going to be right to Netflix? Right to Netflix. Wow. They have no other choice. you got to go where the money is. Well, that's also showing where that, where the money is. Hello, listener. This has been part one of our mega episode just due to some time constraints I decided to split this into two parts so the next part will actually release uh, next week so stay tuned for that check us out at ttpopcast.com thanks listener